Welcome to the Love Your Story podcast. Today we're talking with the money healer. Let me take you back just a little bit. When I was growing up, we didn't have a lot of money. My dad was a teacher and we grew up growing our own food in the garden and mom made homemade bread, which now is super cool, right? But back then it just meant you were poor. And my parents were frugal because they had to be. And growing up like that, I gained a money mindset of lack. Over the years, I've spent a lot of time working to shift that, focusing on gratitude and abundance And I am so grateful for the abundance in my life, of which I have a great deal. But I also am self-aware enough to know that I still have money fears, you know, that, that I have to focus on generosity at times, that I have a tendency to save a lot of money rather than invest it, which, you know, that's not bad either. I'm a very good money manager. But I think the big picture here is that we all have our perceptions and our histories with money. We have our comfort levels. And since money is such a big part of life, that we get to learn how to navigate it. Today's show is going to be great because Dr. Amanda, the money healer, is on the show. So stay tuned and let's all see if we can take one more step on our money mindset ladder. Stories are our lives in language. Welcome to the Love Your Story podcast. I'm Lori Lee, and I'm excited for our future together of telling stories, evaluating our own stories, and lifting ourselves and others to greater places because of our control over our stories. This podcast is about empowerment and giving you, the listener, ideas to work with in making your stories work for you. Story power serves you best when you know how to use it. What is money mindset? Your money mindset defines how you think about money and influences how you save and how you spend and how you manage your debt. It's your core beliefs about money and your attitude toward it. And this includes what you think you can spend money on and what you don't spend money on. It's a topic for everybody because everybody wants more money and everything in our lives is about what's going on in our heads, the stories we're telling ourselves. Dr. Amanda, known as the Money Healer, is the founder of NFA, No Fooling Around Money. (laughs) She's a best-selling author and international speaker, the host of the Women Entrepreneur Podcast and the NFA Money YouTube channel. Yeah, she, she knows her stuff. She's been featured on over 150 podcasts sharing tips on how to level up your money mindset to manifest easier money in your life and business. And today we get to hear her story of going from food stamps to building a six-figure business. And once she got that figured out, she decided to teach people how to transform their relationship to money so that they can attract abundance from their zone of manifestation. So Dr. Amanda, welcome to the Love Your Story podcast. I am so excited to be here, Lori. Money stories are so much fun to tell. And then just, you know, entrepreneurial journeys, personal journeys. So I love what you're doing in the world. Thank you. And you get to start with yours. Let's dive right into your story. Tell me about the Amanda that was on food stamps and that whole transformation process. Yeah. Uh, You know, I think back to the night where everything really changed for me. And I think sometimes when things change, you don't always know until you look back and you go, that was the moment. And for me, it was this moment where I was sitting on the basement floor, looking out at this empty basement where my boyfriend had moved out. 
And I was looking for places to live in Craigslist on Craigslist. And I couldn't find anything I could afford. So what had happened before that was I had left my 15-year marriage having an affair. This next relationship's not working out. I was already on food stamps because I had gone to this free counselor. And she's like, you got to go on food stamps. And I had a ton of shame around it. I lived in a really wealthy community. And I was a single mom in grad school and with three kids. So, you know, I was already working extra jobs and doing everything I knew how to do. And what I realized when I was laying on the floor crying was, oh, no one's coming to save me. And I got to figure this out on my own. And I started looking across my life course at the patterns. And I was like, oh, I'm the common denominator here. Like, this is me. And that was terrifying and liberating at the same moment (laughs) because I thought, okay, I am willing to do whatever it takes to change this bad relationship reality and money reality. And, you know, at the same time, I thought like, I'm not sure what to do, but what popped into my mind was to start listening to podcasts because I could listen to them on the go and they were free. And so what I did was start just listening to everything I could on double speed at every moment I had. I mean, I'm talking when I was washing the dishes and driving my kids to school and walking in between my classes and just every moment I could, I was listening to podcasts and I was learning and changing. And I started to change the way that I taught and the way that I parented and the way that I related in relationships. And I was like, why doesn't everyone know this stuff? You know, like, why didn't anyone teach us about money or relationships or personal empowerment? And so I started to really formulate ideas and thoughts around it. And, you know, I think in the really, I I know now that it's quantum physics and law of attraction and manifestation type of stuff. But at the time, I didn't know this was what was going on. But it was like, at the same time, all this is happening. My department that I was earning my PhD at had this departmental fallout where professors were leaving the department And everyone was stressed. And I was going, yikes, I don't want to be a professor anymore. Like, this is what I've been on track for for a long time. And I loved teaching. I won teaching awards and I really, really enjoyed teaching. So I thought, hmm, you know, what if I took the leap and became a coach, just like all these coaches who were doing the podcasts that I was listening to? And so I decided that's what I'm going to do. And so I finished my dissertation and earned my PhD and I took the leap. And in that first year of business, I went six figures. And it was like, congratulations back afterwards. <laughs> wow. So how did you, how did you take it? What was it you did that took you to six figures? You know, I would say a lot of learning, <laughs> a lot of experimentation, a lot of learning. What was really cool was that right when I graduated, I decided I'm going to go to this marketing event because I knew like, I don't know anything about building a business or marketing. And so I'm going to go learn what I can. And that taught me, you've got to learn how to be a good marketer and you've got to get out there and treat it like a business. And at that event, I saw a whole bunch of people who were making six, seven, eight figures. And I was like, whoa, the sky's the limit here. Like anyone can do this, you know? And so I started playing with setting that goal my first year being to hit six figures. And I thought, you know, what am I going to do? I just got to get out and start talking to people. So at the beginning, it was literally just going to networking events, talking to people, giving them, really, I would get their information. And then I'd set up a coffee talk and we'd have a really powerful conversation. And then by the end of the conversation, they'd be asking, how can I work with you? And I would come up with a package on the fly and on the spot. (laughs) Wow. And it was, and it was all around money management. No, then it was really just about personal transformation. It was like, whatever stuck point you have, I will help you break through. 
And so at first I thought I was going to do relationship coaching and there was a big evolution of that. And, and then when I started going to all these networking events, it was entrepreneurs because, you know, entrepreneurs are going to networking events. And so then I just started going, let's just work on what's stuck for you. I'll help you break through it. And so they would have breakthroughs in these one-on-one conversations. And then, you know, they'd go, I want to work with you longer. And so I would just come up with a package and then it would be whatever their specific goal was to get unstuck and break through. I would help them with that. So what do you think when you first started listening to those podcasts, what were some of the number one things that really stuck with you that you felt helped you shift your energy? Do you remember? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Really, first, I started with codependency podcasts and relationship podcasts, because that was where Mm -hmm. I really saw the stuck point being. And so it had a lot to do with me changing myself in terms of being a doormat, having imposter syndrome, confidence problems. Um, putting everyone else before me, not being able to set boundaries, you know, just really devaluing myself and not seeing my worth. And Mm -hmm. so that led to like, when I started digging into that world, it started to lead to like net worth and money management. And it, you know, it was this trajectory of going to a relationship workshop that then led me somewhere else. And then that led me to personal transformation. And then that led me to money transformation and values. And so Something I think that's really valuable for people is just listening to your intuition and now not knowing to need, not knowing step A to Z, right? Like I didn't know step A to Z. I just went A to B and then B would teach me where to go for C and then C would teach me D. And then I would just keep taking those steps and then it worked, you know? And so now in the reverse engineered way, I look back and I've mapped out, you know, what was the exact process that I used to get there? And now that's what I teach people. And on that process, I had written my own money story. And I created this wealth building group. And so I had all of them write their money stories and everyone had such big breakthroughs that then when I would bring on a client, I would have them do a money story. And I kept seeing these consistent patterns with everybody. And I was like, and it didn't matter if they made, you know, $5 an hour or were multimillionaires. I kept seeing consistent patterns and I was like, huh, there's something here. And I really realized, you know, it's these unconscious money blocks that we have that cause us to not feel like we're valuable, worthy, good enough, or we're afraid that money is evil, or we think it's going to turn us into someone we're not. And we just have so many unconscious money beliefs that keep us from really thriving in, you know, whether it's a career or, an, uh, you know, building your own business or even relationships. Money blocks affect every single area of life. Oh, they do. So is there a biggest money block you've seen? You know, I came up with three that I kept seeing over and over again, that in those three, they were like paradigm beliefs. And then underneath were a whole bunch of different beliefs. But the three I came up with were as money is bad, money is scarce, and money causes stress. And so in the money is bad, often it would be religious or spiritual families where they thought, you know, money is the root of all evil. You know, money is money doesn't make you happy, you know, teaching those kind of things. It's not spiritual to be rich. You know, and I just kept seeing that time and time again. And then money is scarce is this belief that there's never going to be enough and that you've got to keep working hard no matter what amount of money you make. And people have a hard time investing in themselves or spending money in this one. And then under the money causes stress, it was often from people who saw a lot of stress in their family around money. Mm. And they created this belief that money is bad to focus on. Like if you're focusing on money, it's going to cause stress. And so, of course, you know, in an entrepreneurial setup, this, well, in any setup, actually, it's really, this causes you to avoid money. And, you know, I like to think of money as a relationship. If you are avoiding and pushing away money, or if you're Mm -hmm. sending the signal, there's never enough, I'm not enough, I don't have enough time, energy, money to do things, 
or if you're sending the signal money is bad, in all of those scenarios, you're causing an energetic repellent energy, right? Instead of yeah, magnetism. I can see that. Mm-hmm. I love to teach magnetism, right? And I go, how can you be best friends with money? How can you love money? How can you, you know, enjoy the process of making money? And how my book is I'm a money magnet, right? How can you be a money magnet by loving money? And people, even when they say that, sometimes get a negative response. You know, they're like, I can't say I love money. That's evil or wrong or bad. What does it mean about me? (laughs) You know, I actually relate in one way or another with all three of those that you listed. That was, yeah, yeah. That I mean, it's a, it's can can be a complex relationship. So, okay, this is really good stuff. You have come up with an NFA money formula that helps people attract money and abundance. Are you ready to tell us what that is? Yeah. So I always like to come up with the simplest possible frameworks to help people completely reprogram themselves. And in this way, we're thinking, let's focus it on money and let's reprogram our money mindset because your outer world is a reflection of your inner world. And if you don't like what you're getting on the outside, money, you got to change what's within. And to do that, you've got to reprogram your mindset because your what your state of being is, is your thoughts, your beliefs, and your feelings around money or around whatever, right? So state of being, let's say that you have negative beliefs about money and you feel scared of it, or you feel somehow like it's not a good thing. You are sending out a signal that says, push away and blocks the allowance of having more, right? So in the NFA money formula, it's about reprogramming that energetic state of being so that you can attract easier money your way. So what you want to do is first recognize that's step number one. Number two is reframe. And step number three is repeat to reprogram. Because the only way Mm. to to change your subconscious mind is through repetition. And so in that process, you know, it's like, how do we help people recognize what their money blocks are or what their unconscious money blocks are? And then what are the strategies to reframe? And then how do you repeat that to get a different outcome? And you know, you've reprogrammed your subconscious mind when you start having different things in the outer world happen, because now you're attracting something different. Okay, so you have your book called I Am a Money Magnet, the top 30 money making affirmations who manifest more. Okay, tell me about that. What are the mantras that you suggest? Yeah, and it's actually affirm mantra. So I love I combine the word affirmation and and mantra into one. Because you've got to use after mantras that are on repeat in order for them to work. And the other thing is, I really like to teach people in this book that you're never going to get an outcome that you want when you have internal resistance. And most of the time, people use affirmations wrong because what they do is they keep repeating a statement to themselves that isn't true in their mind. Mm. And so what they think they're doing is like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to say it and then I'm going to start to believe it to be true. But actually, you have to believe it to be true and repeat it. And then that's what's what attracts. And so when you're using an Afro mantra in a way that you don't 100% believe it, you're actually causing resistance. And so I like Hmm. to teach people how to reduce the resistance by using starter statements. So here's an example. Instead of saying, I am a money magnet, you would say, I choose to be a money magnet. Or you would say, I am committed to learning to be a money magnet. And you would repeat that. Because you can 100% align with, I choose to learn how to be a money magnet versus just saying I am a money magnet. Because if you don't believe that, you're actually causing resistance. Does that make sense? Absolutely. No, I like this because this is real. Oftentimes when I've spoken with people about mantras and and affirmations, 
if you don't believe it, like you can say whatever you want, but if you don't believe it, you're just going to be going, yeah, right. Like your subconscious is not buying into it. How, how does yeah. this work? So I love that you're addressing that. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's exactly it. I would say your subconscious says you're full of crap, Amanda. <laughs> right. It's like, Hey, we don't believe this. And so then you're causing all of this inner, I call it competing commitment. So it's when your subconscious is battling with your conscious yeah, yeah, and yeah. your subconscious is 95% of you and your conscious is only 5% of you. So if 95% of you is saying, you know, I don't believe this to be true. And 5% of you is saying it is the 95% is always going to win out. And sure. so you you want to use statements that are positive. And that's just one really cool reframe tool. So, you know, I really love to help people learn how to uncover their unconscious belief system and then reframe, reframe, repeat, repeat, repeat. And then people will say it feels like magic. And realistically, it's neuroscience and quantum physics. So do you do this like one on one coaching or they read your book or I mean, how, how do you do your work? All of the above. So I do one on one coaching book group stuff, workshops, masterminds, all, okay. all the different things. Yeah. Where do people find you? For overarching anything, go to NFA Money. So just at all things NFA Money. If they type in NFA Money, Dr. Amanda on Google, they'll find all kinds of resources. My website, NFA Money, definitely if they want the book. So the book has a hundred journaling questions in it to help you uncover your unconscious beliefs about money. And you can get free chapters at IamAMoneyMagnetBook.com. So that's a great way to get started and to start to see how I think and teach. And then, you know, it's been really interesting. I've been having people contact me and say, this book is amazing for book clubs and doing mm. it together with people because, you know, you get an app or mantra every day for 30 days. And I also have a training course in there. So you get a free training course when you buy the book, you get a code that leads you to video courses that goes with every app or mantra. And the reason I did it that way is because I want you to be playing with it every day for 30 days so that you can start to reprogram your mindset. And it takes that repetitive piece. And so, yeah, I'd say that's the greatest place to start. It's it's free course, free information, free chapters and all that. Awesome. Thank you. That's That'll be great for the listeners. Okay. So what is your money mindset? Like you've done the work, you've gotten there. Like what's the ideal money mindset? <laughs> that's a great question. And, you know, I'll say... It changes over time. This is where I like to remind people that it's a never ending journey. Like it's not like all of a sudden you break through something and then you go, I'm done. Awesome. <laughs> you know, the reason I love spirals and I have them all over my office, like uh, tattoos of spirals, like, uh, uh, oh, I'm not wearing my spiral earrings today, but you know, like I love spirals, oh, spiral, you know, it's like, it's mm -hmm. the concept of change is an expansive process and growth is an expansive process. Oh, it doesn't go neat. from A to Z straight line. You go, I'm at the bottom and then I start to rotate up around and then I'm at the top and I learn something. And then to get to the next level of yourself, you got to go to the bottom again and then you expand in a spiral growth curve. And so in this way, it's like, okay, the ideal money mindset would be to me wealth consciousness, which would have to do with you vibing really high where you're aligned in your zone of genius, doing exactly what you love to do because that's your mo most magnetic state and you delegate away the stuff you don't enjoy doing and you have you know just limitless opportunities coming your way and you feel good. Your relationships are vibing high. Your self-worth is vibing high. Your money is vibing high. The things you get to do in the world, you wake up every day feeling like, Yes, yes, yes. It's awesome to be alive. To me, that's wealth consciousness. And that's really money magnetism. Because, you know, when we think about that aspect of feeling good, like, you know, let's say this, I've worked with people who make millions of dollars and feel horrible. 
And the goal there is like, hey, let's get you enjoying your life. The amount of money isn't going to solve anything. Money is neutral, right? It's how we think about it. And it's all the things that we create in our entire reality. And so I love to help people get to a place of that zone of manifestation piece where it's like, what do you really desire to create on the deepest level of your being? Let's reverse engineer a blueprint for that and get you energetically aligned to create it. And, and so have it I feel like you just wove all of life together in one big magnet. <laughs> so do I let me just make sure I understand correctly. You're kind of suggesting that money mindset works in connection with all the other mindsets for kind of a higher abundance mindset. Is that what you're saying? Definitely. Yes. And and okay. really, it's that it's funny you say this, because I was just talking, my husband just left his C-suite job to come work with NFA money full time. And we were talking about like, what does the term money mean? You know, like, what is money to me and in this company and in what I'm creating in the world? And it's like, it's wealth consciousness, it's feeling good. It's like, like you can't you can't pretend that you're going to have you know millions in the bank but have your relationships suffering and think that life is awesome like that doesn't work for me the reason i love to work with people on money mindset is because it's a really obvious place to start to detect unconscious block because it's an outer world manifestation that's really tangible right mm. so like when i start working through someone's money story i can see where they're going to get stuck in business or in relationships because you know, if they've got that scarcity block, they're often going to think I'm not enough in a relationship. I'm not enough in general. And so it's an easy way to start for me to start to break through people's unconscious blocks and help them. And then the cool thing is when you break through a block in one area, it affects all the areas. And so it's this holistic wealth building process. That's kind of fantastic. So I told you a little bit of my money story up front, or at least it's the beginning, right? Like just the history of where I come from. And obviously there's been a lot happened in the last, you know, 40 years, whatever. And I've made progress on that. But just for the sake of like coaching, when somebody comes to you with a money story like that, because that's, you know, there's plenty of people who start there in a place where you grow up in a household that isn't wealthy, lots of people. So when you're starting from that place, where would you, as a coach and a guide, take the person from there? If we were working together one-on-one, I'd definitely have them write a money story first and write out a full money story with very specific questions and then start to dig in. And then what we do is we go like, oh, you know, let's dig into those and reframe every single belief mm-hmm. using both strategic affirm mantras and also tapping and meditation and like, mm-hmm. you know, just different modalities that I have. And what happens is that you start to break it out of your system. And I've been really getting into emotional stuff lately because our emotions hold our magnetism. So the cool thing about manifestation is what you think is what you're man is what you're playing with manifesting. What you feel is what you're magnetizing. Mm-hmm. And that's how those two go together. And so we've got to help you unlock feeling good about money. Because if there's anywhere in you that feels bad about it, it's going to push away and resist. And so that's what I love to start to help people do. So let's say here, just for an exercise for listeners, that's really simple is if in one sentence, you could say your family's money mantra growing up, what would it be? (laughs) Clearly, I'm not good at being on the spot. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Perhaps mine would be just the need to work hard and provide for yourself and be careful with what you had because it was limited. 
Yeah, there you go. That's awesome. So, well, it's awesome that you can articulate that (laughs) because when you break that down, you go, do I want to keep believing that? Do I want to keep replicating that? And in your being, if you know that your money, your family's money mantra, it's going to limit you in so many different ways, right? Because if you continue to perpetuate the belief, I've got to work hard to make money, you're going to continue to work hard to make money because Mm -hmm. we always revalidate what we believe to be true by creating it in our outer reality so that then we can look at it and say, see, it's true. And so you got to start to decouple that belief so that you can make easier money. And I love to help people make easy money because like, it's, you know, I don't want you to have to work super hard your whole life, unless that's what you love to do, but that's not what most people love to do. (laughs) (laughs) This is so fun. This is such good stuff. So as we come to the close here, is there anything in particular that you want to leave us with? Like, what haven't we talked about that you want to share? Hmm. You know, I would say it isn't that we haven't talked about it. I, I, What I would love most for people to get is that they're the creator of their reality. And, mm. and we tend to want to blame other people. Like, for an example, when I was laying on the floor crying that night, I wanted to blame everyone around me, even my ex-husband. You know, it's like I chose to have an affair. Of course, it's a very complicated situation after a 15-year marriage. And I felt 100% justified at that moment thinking like he did this wrong and this wrong and this wrong. And it was years of this and this. And I feel justified. And then when I was sitting on the floor crying that night and I was like, what's happening here? I am the one that's responsible for this. And the second I realized that my whole life was able to be changed. And so, you know, when you blame other people, you lose all of your power to change. And so it's for everyone listening. If you can just for a moment, ask yourself, how, what must I believe to be true to keep recreating this pattern in my life? That's when you have the power to start to actually change. And that's the biggest growth edge that you can take away. And then you got to go like, okay, now what do I implement? And that's where, you know, I say invest in yourself and find people who can help you because when you do that, I mean, I always tell people you're one thought change, one feeling change away from millions of dollars. I mean, I've worked with people where who made high incomes who doubled it in a week after working together once. <laughs> you know, it's really? like they just go, oh my God, I didn't know I was carrying that belief my whole entire life. And then and then they they pivot that and then everything starts to change because that's what's causing our outer reality to happen is our belief system and the way we feel about it. Well, you know, that's what we do here at Love Your Stories. We specifically talk all the time about the power we have according to the stories that we tell ourselves, right? Like when we talk primarily, I guess, about psychological issues. But when you go to the work of reframing something that's been holding you back and you can turn that and reframe it and see how it supports you and the positive things that came from it, the things that you learned through those experiences. It does change everything because when you're talking about reframing, you're talking about really creating a different reality. Yeah. It's all about the story you tell yourself. So this is really going to connect and it's a powerful thing. Thank you so much for being on the show. Absolutely. I I love doing this. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Appreciate you. Buddha said, we are what we think. All that we are arises with our thoughts. With our thoughts, we make the world, unquote. As I researched Money Mindset, I found quotes from everyone, from Susie Orman, Benjamin Franklin, Brigham Young, Robert Kawasaki, Tony Robbins, Warren Buffett, like all the big ones. And they all said, it's not how much money you make, but money is a tool. 
It's not where you set your heart. You don't want to set your heart on the money, but getting money always allows you to free up time in order to pursue the things that you want. Money doesn't bring happiness, but it gives you the time to create your own happiness. They stress the importance of not spending beyond your means, the importance of letting it work for you. I think all of these are a big part of money mindset, especially if you're in the mindset that money is bad in and of itself, or that, you know, if there's that subconscious belief that money itself is going to cause problems. I think this idea that they have all been very clear about is that money is a tool that will give you time, that will help you to create the life that you want on purpose and, you know, not to be afraid of it. In all the wisdom of these money minds, we come back to that fact that it's not happiness. It's a tool. As we've discussed, a lack money mindset sometimes stops you and it keeps you small. So I, I kind of really loved what Dr. Amanda was saying about how money mindset is interwoven with all the other mindsets and stories that we're telling about our life and the importance of the awareness of that interconnectedness of all of those stories. And I'd like to end today's discussion with these ideas. Mindset, one of abundance and gratitude, has been proven to create such better living by opening to the flow of all the good things, just like we heard about today. And I'd also like to tip my hat to the wisdom of being a wise money manager. If you don't care for your money in the right ways, it won't matter how much comes to you. It will also flow right out again, like how many lottery winners have to prove that. <laughs> there is a balance of responsibility and a generous flow that I think we need to find in our own peaceful heart of hearts with our relationship with money. We're all in different places getting to this peaceful relationship with money. And Dr. Amanda has proven with her three-step formula that she can help us to begin reprogramming if that's something that you want. And you can find a link to her stuff, to her show, to those freebies she mentioned for us at www.loveyourstorypodcast.com. Just go to this episode and it'll all be in the show notes. If you enjoyed this episode, or if it made you think, you're going to love the book I wrote. It's called Life, an acronym for Living Intentional and Fearless Every Day. Go to Amazon and grab a copy for you and for a couple of friends to do the 21 challenges together. This is a full color book that provides 21 great life hacks that you can practice every day for creating your best life story on purpose. See the ones that work for you. And thank you for being here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We will see you in two weeks for our next great episode. Take care and live your life with intention.